from the heart. This weekend we had our student retreat, hence uh, our smaller music group and all sorts of things. And, um, and there was one young man who was the last to show up. We knew he'd be uh, getting out of class late, and so I waited for him. So uh, it's he and I in the car, we're driving down Lake Mary Road, and he was sharing with me just uh, some different struggles and difficulties in his life. And, and also we, up ahead, we see this car that was uh, kind of stuck in, this, in the snow. On the side. They had pulled off the side of the road and they got kind of stuck. And you could see them like pushing, trying to get out. And so here we are, late for the retreat, heading down the road. And all of a sudden, he, blurts, he sees them and he blurts out, Father, can we stop and help them? Of course we can. <laughs> so we, we pull over and push them out. And it was almost like, even though he was kind of having a difficult time, this goodness couldn't help but just come out. It was, like, it was very beautiful, actually. In today's gospel, Jesus points out that a, a good person, out of the store of goodness in his heart, produces good. But an evil person, out of a store of evil, produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart... The mouth speaks. Whenever we talk about good and evil, I feel like the first response you know, most people have is, but, but I'm a good person. Everybody says, everybody wants to say that, but I'm a good person. Yeah, I know that didn't go so well or I didn't do great, but, but I'm a good person. And I actually want to agree with you. I want to agree with that. We're all good people. Like God only makes that which is good. God is goodness itself. And you and I are created in his image and likeness. So it's true that we're good, but we're also fallen. That if our fallenness has us susceptible to lies, um, you know, like Adam and Eve in the beginning, does God really want you to be happy? And it's like, I don't know if God really wants me to be happy, so I'll just take it into my own hands. Is, is that evil? Well, no, it's, it's from a place of fear, from a place of worry, I believe a lie, and then I act out of it. So it's almost like, I, I couldn't think of an image, but it's almost like if you think of like, the person is like this solidness of goodness, right? Like you have this solid thing of good. And what the evil one tries to do is to sow like these little strands of suspicion. Does God really want you to be happy? Oh, you know, you, you're afraid that God's calling you to be a religious sister or a priest. Could you really be happy alone? And, and then all of a sudden, so that's there's this, this lie, and then I start to act out of it. So then I don't want to be alone. I mean, I want to be loved. I don't want to be alone. And then we jump into relationships and get ahead of ourselves. Or, or the other place that these, these strands get into us is like uh, when we're hurt. Um, when somebody, my, my roommate doesn't include me in some activity or thing that's happening. And I feel left out. And, and it hurts to feel left out. And then so the other people are talking one day, and I'm like, mm, I'm not going to invite them. Let me tell you what they did to me. 
And, and, and what, what's happening there is it, from that wound comes just hurt. And if it's not healed, it festers. I don't want to be roommates with you next year. I, why didn't you tell me you already found new roommates? Oh, sorry, I just, I just, I was busy and I, I, I just forgot to tell you that we're not going to live together next year. Like, you know? But God, who's, who is goodness itself, he's the one that can heal the heart. That that's his plan. That he wants to restore the good. And it's kind of like, what's awesome about God, it's like when you break a bone and the doctor says that when, when, when you're, if you break a bone a second time, it will never be in the same place. Because when your bone breaks and it grows back, it's stronger. Right? You heard that? Um, and so it's the same way in the heart, that when God redeems it, he actually, it's almost like the heart that beats love, right? That a heart that's been hurt and beaten down and wounded and bruised, when God heals it, it actually increases its capacity to love. That's how God works. That's, that's what he wants to do. And so I, I actually, when, when we realize this, I, 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 I pray for the grace of humility to live this way. I try to, is that whenever... I notice something that's not good or, um, or whatever, a hurt that comes out, I, I want to learn to see it not as a problem or that I'm broken, but instead it's an opportunity, a place where God wants to go to heal something. Does that make sense? So there's nothing to be afraid of. God makes us good, and he wants to heal all that's not good. And so, yeah, my one job is just to, like, bring that to the It's not my job to figure out what's going on or here's the problem or, or even tell God what to do, but instead just to notice it. So, so, for example, it pops up, like you're driving, and somebody cuts you off, and you're just like, mm, and you just, you just get, like, angry, right? That maybe, maybe it reveals a desire to try to control things. And I hate it when I can't control things, or I hate it when things don't go my way. And, and, and now that's actually revealing a bigger issue than just a car on the road. You know what I mean? Because is, is the car really the problem? Is, is that car the problem that, that's stealing my peace? No, it, it, it's, it's, it's allowing a situation that reveals what's actually in me. Or I'm talking to my friends, I kind of mentioned like, hey, let's invite these people to hang out. Oh, but don't invite that person. It, huh, that's interesting. I don't want to invite that person. Or that person's mad at that person. Do they realize that there must be some hurt there? So it actually reveals something, and now I can do something about it. Well, do I just forget about it? Do I just forgive him and move on? No. I bring my hurt to the one who's good, to the one who heals. Or, or we find ourselves saying, you know, I know I want to pray, but I, don't really, I haven't really been praying. Why, why don't you pray? Well, I don't pray because nothing happens. God never speaks to me. Well, it, it's kind of revealing that I'm feeling disconnected from God. I don't feel listened to by God. Ouch. What, a, what an important thing to bring to God to talk to him about. Because if I don't do that, if I don't go there 
and shine the light of the Lord on it, well, it's just going to fester. It's just going to get worse. It's going to get infected. But, but if I can bring it to the Lord, then he's the one that, that can heal it. So that's, that's kind of, yeah. So once you become aware of it, it actually becomes an opportunity. You start to notice it everywhere. Like, um, you know, uh, family reunions coming up, and they're like, oh, I, I don't want to talk to that family member. I don't want to talk to that family member. That's interesting. Huh. I don't want to talk to them. What's going on there? Did they hurt me? How do I feel when I'm around them? Well, they're always so condescending, and, and, and they talk down to me, and they don't listen to me. Okay, so I'm not feeling listened to. What, what an important, beautiful thing to bring to the Lord. Do, do you see how that works? I don't need to be intimidated by anything. I can, and, and you start to notice this everywhere, like, I don't know, I just... It happens in small ways, but it can also get big outside of us. Like something, a very political issue is like we, we need to stop all those illegals at the border. Which is very different than saying, Father, can we stop and help them? What does this person need? What are they fleeing from? What are they looking for? How can we find solutions that this person's not a threat from the outside, but when I have a storehouse of goodness from the inside, I desire goodness for everybody. But if I'm feeling threatened, and I'm having to fight for my happiness and my peace, then I feel like every person out there becomes a threat to that. Because the truth is, God is goodness. And so when this young man spoke up, I really felt like, wow, God is here. God is speaking through him. And so the problem is never out there. The problem is right here. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? The, the truth is, I, I know, Father Matt Lowry, I know that I am a weak, broken man. The problem is, I don't know where or how. I know that I'm not a saint. The problem is I don't know where I lack things. And so when these things come up and it's brought to my attention, it's like, okay, Lord, apparently that's where you want to go. Let's go there. Because I want more of your goodness. Anywhere that I'd lack peace in my life, I want your peace. There's a, a girl recently that came to talk to me, and she shared with me, she's like, Father, I just feel really hurt because I'm always there for my friends. Like, they have all these problems. They've been going through all this drama. And I, I listen to them. But you know what? Nobody's ever there to listen for, to me. Nobody ever asks me if I want to hang out. And she is sharing with me all these things. It feels like they don't care. Now, where's the problem? Is the problem out there with those friends that don't reach out? No, actually, the, the, the hurt is actually right here. That, that, that she's the one who's hurt. She's the one that's feeling this way. The, the problem's not them. The problem's right here. And, and so I, I just said, tell me about that. What's that like for you? How has that affected you? 
And I asked her, I said, have you been able, this is where you're hurting, and now you're mad at them. I said, have you been able to bring that to the Lord? And she's like, well, no, I haven't really been praying. And, and I, my response is actually, that's totally understandable. Because if I'm feeling hurt, the last thing I want to do is like, look at it. Because the feeling is like, it's just going to get worse. Like, I just don't like to think about that person. I just, if I just put them out of my mind, if I just ignore them, then somehow they disappear. Really? Like, that's not how it works. And Jesus does the opposite. Jesus wants to go to the source of pain and suffering. Why? So that he can redeem it. That's his whole mission. And so I was, I was asking her these. I said, it makes total sense that you don't want to talk to God about it. And, and to be honest, for most of us, if we're not praying, most of the time, it's because when I go to pray, I think about uncomfortable stuff. And I'd rather not think about that. So I'd rather just distract myself and think about other things. When the truth of the matter is that God wants to go precisely to the uncomfortable, to the ugly, to redeem it. And so we, we spoke a little bit about, like, what can we do? What can we control? What can we not control? Can you make them call you? No. And by the end, she was totally turning it around. She said, you know what, Father? The truth is, I want them to invite me, but I've never invited them. The truth is, like, I've never actually taken this hurt to God, and I realize that that's what I've been avoiding I've been avoiding what I need to do, but I pray for the grace to go and do what I need to do. And so today we're reminded by Jesus that he's the one who wants to redeem and to heal our hearts. Because our redemption begins not out there, but it begins at our deepest level where the Lord desires to dwell with his peace, with his goodness. That our redemption will begin from our heart.